Hey guys, welcome back to Boldly Created. We are so excited you've tuned in this week and we have two amazing guests this week and we cannot wait for you to hear their hearts. So Addison, would you like to introduce our guests? Yes. So today we have Jared and Angel on. They are a part of my parents' e-group at their church in Charlotte. And we are going to kind of do like a relationship Q&A with them. They are kind of newly-ish married. Um, so I thought it'd be really fun to sit down with them and just get their input on some things. But I will go ahead and let them introduce themselves. I'm Angel. So we are, this is Jared. Hi, Jared. Uh, <laughs> nice to meet you. We're both from Alabama. We grew up in the same town of Chelsea. Our older brothers were our best friends, and so we kind of knew each other through them. So we got married a little bit over a year ago, last January, in the middle of COVID. January 9th. Yes, January 9th. And we moved to Charlotte the day after we got married. So we just started a new life up here, and we we love it. So Yeah, Charlotte's yeah. awesome. It's a great time. Yeah, we have three, we have four dogs now, and it's just, it's a good life up here. That's awesome. I didn't know any of that. That's really cool. Um, I want to point out that you guys might hear some wind and some loud noises. We were outside today again. We thought it'd be good because we did it at the beach and it sounded good, but (laughs) the wind had different plans. So, And you might hear puppies whining in the background. It's just going to be a chaotic show, but like the content is going to be really good. Um, But before we get started too far, I want to ask you guys the question we ask all our guests. What would you tell your BC self, your before Christ self? So for me, I mean, I was raised in a, a Christian household. Um, like my dad's a, a pastor. And so that was, you know, my whole childhood. But I think what I would tell myself is to be, to stand up for what you believe in and, you know, not to be like ashamed of your beliefs and how they're different from, from other people. Yeah, that's, I think that's what I would, I would say. I would definitely tell my BC self that I don't always have to have the answer to everything and that sometimes it's okay to just sit back and wait and just expect instead of always trying to find the answer yourself. I think that would help me tremendously if I could have gone back and known that before. I love that. I love both of y'all's. I love Angels because it's very relevant to college students, especially mm-hmm. because I think that we fall into this like trap of like, oh, I kind of have to agree with what other people are thinking or else yeah. I'll be like canceled kind of thing. Um, but I def- we definitely res- resonate with that. Absolutely. So to get us started, you guys kind of told us how you met. Um, but the next question is, how did you know that was it? Like y'all were the one for each other? Oh, man. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> All right. Well, we started, we started dating four, five years ago. Five years ago, we started dating. Um, and we, we dated for a few, uh, two years. A little bit over a year. Yeah, a little over a year. Uh, and we actually broke up um, for a, a, a year. Yeah. Um, you know, and in that time, I, uh, when we first started dating, I, I really did genuinely believe that I was going to marry her the first time. Um, but I kind of fell away from, yeah, we, uh, I, I, I really did think that in my spirit as well. Like I prayed about it and early on in the time we dated the first time I I thought I was going to marry her, but I fell off, uh, fell away from the Lord, like pretty hardcore, uh, and kind of entered a depression not to get too deep into it. Um, and for that year I was kind of searching and, you know, ended up back, uh, 
you know, at a low at, at the feet of the Lord and ended up, you know, finding him. And I knew that one of the first things I needed to do when, when I was back was to, to, you know, end up getting back with her and, you know, begging her to come back to me, I guess. And then, uh, you know, here we are a year, two years later and all is fantastic. That's my, that's my quick. So yeah, I'm going to, to answer the question early on, I knew she was the one, uh, I just, I just knew it. It was something, you know, a check in the spirit. That's awesome. Oh, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Every young couple, like you, you want to believe that you're going to end up together forever. Um, but I can't say that I had like the deep, like urging in my spirit that I was going to marry him. I was her um, first boyfriend. Yes, he was my first boyfriend. So, you know, it was kind of, you know, you just dream that you're going to get married, but it wasn't like a deep, like, I'm going to marry him. But after, you know, we had our, our year break, you know, he did come begging again once he came back to the Lord. And once we did start, you know, dating again, he was like firm, like, hey, like, I want to get married. Like, I want to get engaged. And like, this is it. This is done. And I was really kind of scared, to be honest, um, because like he had already dumped me once, you know, I mean, that, that was a big decision. And I was very scared. Honestly, it wasn't so much like a, I love him so much. Like, I just love him. I can't be without him. It was, I prayed a lot about it. And I just like heard the Lord say in my spirit that to marry him, honestly, it wasn't so much that I was like, I love you so much. I'm going to marry you. I just felt the Lord tell me to marry you. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Which I know that sounds kind of bad, but it's the truth. She it's loves me truth. now, though. I do love you. Yes, <laughs> that's what it was. That's amazing. I love that. No, that's great. <laughs> um, so my next question for y'all is: So Ephesians four two says, "Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love." So how does this like verse kind of incorporate itself into your marriage, and like what does it mean to y'all? Y'all, this girl swings, okay, and it is it is swings of love. She's very physical, um, like she'll pop and uh, not like a you know beat you up thing, but no, she does. Just very physical, like when she we'll, we'll be watching the show, and if something like so she'll go like, oh my gosh, just start hitting the chair, like hey, hey, hey. So, and to me, that's that's a sign of love because she doesn't hit anybody else, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> But no, I mean, for me, when I hear that, when I hear that, uh, that passage, it seems very like gentle in your words and how you handle situations. Cause I mean, that's pretty much all marriage is, is just handling situation after situation, you know, good and bad. Uh, and I think that having kind of a gentle overlook and like how you nurture those situations is how, how you grow. Your turn, girl. <laughs> okay. I think a lot of it, like, for me in the situations like is treating each other with love and when the other person is having like a weakness or something's like you know pressing on them during the week be it work be it stress be it even you know church friendships it's kind of be there for the other person and just like take on loads when they can't handle it and just like just be there to support them um whether that's like cleaning the kitchen or cooking dinner or taking the dogs out like just like being there for each other to support them yeah. So. For our next one, you kind of mentioned it a little bit, Jared, but for both of you, how has your marriage grown you spiritually? You start. For me. Yeah, you start. I answered first. I think it's grown like really well. For us, one of the major blessings we've had this past year was 
you know, becoming a member of Elevation, finding great friends, like I mean, your parents, through our e-group. Um, we've been blessed with so many great friends and to like grow our marriage, kind of like more or less like model it after the good Christian couples that the Lord has placed in our lives. Um, but also like praying together, making decisions together after like, you know, praying, hearing the Lord tell us to do something like moving here, buying a car, getting another dog. I mean, that has been so amazingly helpful for our spiritual life. Like as a couple is praying together and being at peace with like every decision that we make and that we're not fighting or conflicting, but truly like being unified in what we are doing. Yeah. That's actually kind of a habit that we have as if we're making a decision large or small. I mean, we'll, we'll look at each other and say, well, do you have peace about it? And if, it, if we don't both have peace in our, in our spirit about it, we 95% <laughs> of the time won't do it. Yeah. And I mean, um, it's, for big things and little, I mean, just like little things like going to Lowe's, like, do you have peace? Should we go to Lowe's? I mean, should we eat out tonight? I mean, it, it helps a ton and just being on the same page and just like trusting each other to pray and to like listen and discern for the, like the Lord's leading. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. That's awesome. I love that. That is like, I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> How did you guys get to Charlotte? Like what led you guys to come to Charlotte out of all places? Her, her job led us to Charlotte. So um she did an internship with Wells Fargo and they ended up offering her to you know a job here in Charlotte and I was one year into a new industry I I, I did an industry change uh, I was in technology and ended up swapping to the construction industry uh, on the rental side and I was one year in and I found an opportunity we, we followed her job and then I found an opportunity here as well before we moved and it just it just worked out fantastically. That's awesome. Um, so everyone knows that communicating is challenging, whether it be friendships or relationships, but specifically for y'all, what are some ways or like tricks that you both communicate with one another in a good way? Go ahead. You look excited about this. One. No, I mean that like that has been a struggle at certain times. Um, I mean like we talk, obviously. I mean if he's at work or I'm at work, like we can text, we can talk and say like physical like communication. But I think it can go a little bit farther than that. Um, when communication has been a struggle in our relationship is when something stressful is happening. Um, like if work is not good. Um, I mean, he has a very demanding job. I have a pretty demanding job. And so if our coworkers are you know, putting a lot of pressure on us, I think that's been when our communication has kind of broken down. Um, and I think uh, it's kind of weird, but what worked for us one time was just like texting it out. Yeah. Um, we couldn't like, we just, we were so both upset in our own little ways and what was happening in our lives. We just started texting each other and we, we it went was into a different room yes, and we started did. texting each other because sometimes it's really hard to get out, like out of your mouth, what's wrong and what's happening. And you like without honestly like starting to almost like break down a little bit because like it's just a lot. So yeah, that was definitely helpful. And you know, it, it also comes down to like just talking. You know, there are days that I talk on the phone from start to finish, and then there are days when while I'm doing that same thing, she's not talking at all. She's just on her computer working. And then at the end of the day, when it's time to get together and chat, like honestly, I'm social and talked out. And she has like this need to talk because of course, 
uh, like I would too, if I didn't talk all day. And so that's, that's usually when the balance, you know, you have to sit down, turn off the TV, stare into each other's eyes and just talk, even if you do not want to, <laughs> because it's, it's healthy. You, and you need feel to feel that like on a deep level, like when you do not want to talk. Yeah. Sometimes you just like, you know, you just want to like close your eyes and just not turn off your brain. And, you know, it, you can't do that when you're married. I mean, you, you need to be able to, to talk. That's great. I love that. I'm going to write those things down. <laughs> Something that just came to mind when you guys were talking, and I didn't think of this question until now, but how do you guys keep your marriage like lively rather than just getting in a routine of doing the day-to-day things? We just like we'll do stuff. Not weird, but like at a drop of a hat, like we'll just go. We're spontaneous is spontaneous, what we're yeah. looking for. Spontaneous. It's weird stuff. <laughs> Please stop. Yeah. Um. Yes, I think he's right. We try to get out and about, Charlotte. Um. Go, you know, to the farmers market. Go get coffee. Go try new restaurants. Get with friends comedy shows you know, comedy shows we just try to get out and about serving together too at church has been it's such a blessing so big it's been so important such a blessing to be able to serve yeah. together um y'all for real if there's one piece of advice that i could give anybody that's newly married serving together like i'm, yeah. I'm with the kids he's on the security team and it's yeah. just it's just so nice yeah. but like on a deeper level like when you're when you're serving together and you see each other like serving your church and serving your community and you're right next to each other doing that. It's just like this, this awesome, it's just an awesome experience that I, that just really brings you together beyond anything that I could explain. Like, it's just, it's just an awesome desire for each other when you're doing that. It's amazing. I love that. I think that's great advice, like for couples currently, but also like, maybe newlywed or couples that are you know thinking about marriage but my next question was actually what is your advice to any newly married couples out there have successful good couples around you because when you have that and you can see how they go through life it makes yours a heck of a lot easier yeah yeah and because like We've only been married a year, so we don't have 30 years of experience to learn from. But I mean, as even your parents, I mean, just seeing like how much like your dad loves Carol, like it's just such an inspiration, honestly. It really is. I mean, like just to see like through both of them, like through everything they've gone through, just they are so devoted to each other. And like just having couples around you that have gone through it and are where you you want to be in 30, 40 years. Yeah. It it's gives really, you something. Really it's almost like a structure that you know you're working towards. You know, yeah. Like we've got front. We've got a. a You've had them on your podcast, Tyler and uh, Adriana. Yes. They're at the five to. They're at the five to six year mark, so we can look at that and see what that looks like. And then we've got Evan and Carol that are at the dead gum. I don't even know. I think they're at like thirty something. No, not at the end. I just went like way down. Hopefully there. not. I hope they're not. <laughs> no, no, definitely. That's not even what I said. Don't worry you're about like it. They're like 30 years. I think they're at 31. I could be wrong. Now your turn. For me, biggest advice is to be humble. That was the one thing when we got married that I did not realize is how prideful I was. Like I was had so much, I still, I still do, unfortunately, but just 
<laughs> to just humble yourself and realize you have a lot to learn and to serve the other person. Serving and like putting myself, I wouldn't say like beneath, but willing to like help and not always be like, you do this for me. I need this. Like I'm the center of the entire universe. But to just like look and like, what does he need? Like what is happening in his life and his world that I can make a little bit easier? That would be my advice. I love that. That's great. <laughs> so obviously we don't agree with everyone on everything. So when that comes to play in y'all's relationship, how do you go about that? Like how do you handle disagreements? Disagreements. Oof. We have some disagreements. Yeah, we do. Um, what do we I mean today? We talked, we had one today, like a, a pretty significant one um, surrounding finances. So obviously finances is like a major component of your marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, but this has been a long running thing. We both. Yeah. I think we just, we sat down, we talked about it, and but hey, we find, we try to like find it in the word. Honestly, like what does the word say about like saving, investing, debt, like the whole thing. Um, yeah. And it's just finding in the word, putting your foundation and what the Lord says to do and doing it his way. And the thing is, like, sometimes you can have a little bit of variation of what you think the, the word means. I mean, yeah. you. Can, but a lot of it just yeah. come, comes down to that. Like, right. Like we find in yeah. the word, we, we talk we about sit it. Down, we talk it out and we make sure that we're you don't want to move forward without being in agreement. So because that's how you create resentment going forward, because like one person just feels like they're not being heard. So, I mean, like today we just sat down, we talked probably like 30, 45 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, just all all outside things off, just talking it out. You make sure that we find it in the word and that we agree 100% with what we're doing going forward. Yeah. But we debate, to be honest. Like yeah. we just, we like debate each other's like points and sides. And then we just kind of, who, who won the argument kind of. Yeah. But I mean, honest. She's good at arguing. She wins most of the time. Yeah. You have to have good, solid points. (laughs) I love that. Um, So, my next question is How do y'all make time for each other when life gets really busy? Honestly, during the week, my job's like hours wise, like I I work a lot of hours. Um, So, during the, the week, like I'm just like, go, 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 go. Um, but the weekends are for me like a time that we just block out to be with each other, to be with each other and with friends. But I try really hard. Like I don't make, I really don't make plans without Jared very often. Yeah, I mean, probably. we're pretty much together constantly during the weekends. Yeah, and during the week, I mean, even when there's times where Angel will have to be at her computer for like late hours, I try and like just stay in the room at least so we can chat while she's working, even mm-hmm. if it means like being up and wanting to pass out sitting on the couch next to her at like 12 o'clock while she's working. I'm like, you know, but, uh, um, don't do that. Anymore. You go to bed now. <laughs> yeah, you did that early, up. early in the marriage. Now I, I did, I did that a month ago. Yeah. That was a rough day. You, know, <laughs> you just have to feel out the need and know that when the other person needs you, that you need to be there. I think is, is really the, the main point. Yeah. Or, I mean, you know, you're, you're fine. You're killing it. You just got to go. But, you know, if the other person needs you and you know you need you, you have to you know, be there. That's kind of the whole idea of marriage, right? Just being yeah, there yeah. when somebody needs you. But, like, you know, I'm blocking out time, like, to... Oh, to I'm 100% play. on the block out time thing, man. That's our weekends. Yeah. That's the fun times. 
<laughs> oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> I can tell y'all are like best friends, which is really cool. But the next question is, I think I already, d- tell me if I asked you guys this. How do you guys gear each other towards the Lord? Gear each other towards the Lord. I think a lot of it's, we ask each other, like, have you read your Bible? Are we praying? Like, things like that. But a lot of it, honestly, it's just like, if we're having a hard time, just like, hey, have you stopped to pray about this? Have you, what does the Lord tell you to do about this? It's just like, not constantly, but just when something's hard is going on, it's just like taking a moment to stop and like, hey, like, pray about that. Like, I know this other dude in your company is like irking you. It's just like, let's just pray and just like let the Lord come into the situation. Like that happened this past week. Just stopping letting the Lord come <laughs> yeah, into the situation. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've got, I mean, you just, you've got to be able to tell your, your significant other, your wife, your husband, you have to be able to tell them like when you see that they're not, I mean, cause it's, it's obvious when, when you're getting overly stressed and you just, it almost just looks like you're getting frantic. I mean, it's because you haven't prayed about it. Yeah, you I mean, haven't. Like, I want to punch that guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you're like, okay, we need, we need yeah, to like, stop. <laughs> you have to be able, you have to be able to call your, call the other one out, like in a loving way. I mean, it's, it's not like a, Hey, you need to do it. It's, you know, Hey, you need to do this because you know, it, it only helps. Yeah. So. And we need the Lord. Yeah. Without yeah. him, we'd be doing things. Don't we all? Punching people. <laughs> yeah. Or telling your coworkers off. Yeah, don't do that. I love that. I love that y'all are able to like hold each other accountable, like in a loving way. Because I think obviously everybody needs that. But in a marriage, I mean, I just can't imagine how important that is. But um, my next question is, how do you both honor each other in your marriage? For me, it's listening to him. If he makes the decision, I mean, obviously we try, you know, to come to an agreement to unity but like if he makes a decision and i'm not all the way there like and i pray about it and it's just like all right i he's i have to just obey him and just like let him be the head of the family and a lot of times that does happen in traffic hilariously oh, yeah. yeah like she'll be like do this do this and then i won't and then we, it either works out fantastically or, it or we get stuck. And that always is rough. But yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think listening is kind of solid. Like even it's, it's easy to, when you're living, you know, living life and you are like the man in the relationship, you're the husband and, you know, you, you see like, you know, be the head of the family, but it's very easy to like, think that it's okay to just like tune out your wife and make decisions and that is just not that's not how it works and you have to be able to listen and have you know, you have to make decisions together and i think that that's the best way that i every day try and honor angels by listening and making sure that every decision has input from both of us and not just one person yeah, Angel, you just kind of mentioned it, um, but in Colossians three eighteen, it says, "Wives, submit yourself to your husband as husbands, as it's fitting to the Lord." Um, so, Angel, like how how does this play into you as the wife? I would say I'm a decently like not, I wouldn't say domineering, but pretty like dominant. Like if I want to do something, I'm going to do it, and just that was a big learning point. I mean, it goes back to my pride of being like, I'm right. I'm going to do it. If I say do it, I'm right. Like that's in the story and having to unlearn that and to pray about it and to honestly end up, if he 
feels the Lord saying, hey, we need to do this, then we're going to do it. That was a big point of like serving and just submitting to what he says I need to do. So what is something that you had to adjust to when you guys got married? You have one? You not, not playing video games 10 hours a day. I thought it's three hours better. Yeah. <laughs> In comparison. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it's just, for me, like, I, I played a lot of video games, and I hung out with, like, you know, buddies, like, constantly. And when you're married, you know, you're moving into a new phase, and you just have to get used to creating like time together to be like the dominant thing because it, it it needs to be when you're you know married and you're you're submitting to that person you need to be with them the vast majority of the time that you have that's available um so that was definitely the biggest learning curve for me it was it was i guess reallocating time and prioritizing what's actually important yeah i think it was this is honestly like adjusting to having two families and like two sets of parents in a way that was not something I realized was going to happen I mean I should have obviously of your in-laws and you love your in-laws and I do like my in-laws are amazing but that was such a big adjustment and like them coming into my life and then respecting them and like learning to respect them as my own parents um because obviously you know when you're marrying their son they want to have some type of say in the decisions you make. Obviously, you know, we end up making the final decision, but we respect them and we listen to them. And that was not something I anticipated happening. I just, it never crossed my mind. Um, was their, like their influence and what, having conversations about what they thought, oh gee, what they thought we should do. Um, that was, it was hard, honestly, at first. It was very hard. And, but now it's great. Like now I love talking to them when we're about to make a big decision, we call them for, for wisdom and for their opinion on the matter. And now it's awesome. But when, before, before we were getting married, it was, yeah. Scary is the word I would use. Cause I mean, it, it was kind of like, you were always afraid they were going to disagree. And then when you made your decision, you know, it would hurt the relationship or, you know, if my parents thought A and her parents thought B, and we it's like, who C, do you pick? Yeah. And then we pick something completely different, and it's just everybody's mad. But uh, you know, it's just weird. It was that, that was a learning curve. I did not expect to like learn how to to learn how to navigate. Honestly, because like my parents might be saying do this, his parents might be saying do that, and then it's like, well, who do you pick? Who do we listen to? And you like, don't do either, so you don't make anyone mad. <laughs> not always, but yeah, I, that that was that was hard. That was a very hard piece in our relationship. Whole lot of compromise, right? <laughs> yes, yes, hundred percent. So, moving away from the um, in-depth conversations and a little bit to the fun questions, um, the first one is—I don't know if this is fun for y'all because you might get a little peep—but who apologizes first? What? I think it's me. I apologize first. I apologize even if I don't think I should apologize. Uh, yeah, you because do that it makes sometimes. You not angry. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. Definitely. 100%. I apologize pretty quickly. You though. do. You apologize quickly, but it, like you have to like think about it first. For me, I will. I will apologize without thinking. <laughs> you. I will oh, apologize without thinking, and you have to make sure that apology it's is true warranted. from my heart. Yeah, and it's warranted. Yeah. <laughs> I will apologize for spilling coffee. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I don't know. 
I'll apologize if you spill coffee. No, you that? don't. That's Actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah. At my house, you spilled water. <laughs> he was apologizing. <laughs> I just, it's a time. Yeah. Times. Okay, we'll go with him. He does apologize faster. A lot faster. I love that. I love that. Um, what was your wedding song? I can't remember. What, it's Frank Sinatra. What was the actual one? What's the name? Of it? I don't know. That's not a problem. I can sing it. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Hold on. I don't know. I we, had, so we had a big wedding dance, so we had like choreographed and like, but I cannot remember the song. Frank Sinatra. That's funny. Frank Sinatra's good. The way you so. look tonight. The way, the way you look. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. And we, yeah we, we went to a dance studio and we had a our own dance made. Like yes. step Aww. by step. So cute. The first, it was what, fun with all the lifts and like jumps and all yeah, that. Yeah, it was yeah, a fun it was, one. It was completely unique. It was not a, like a. It wasn't a waltz or anything. Yeah, it was. We we made the dance ourselves with them, and it was awesome. That's awesome. Um, our last one is: What is one of your favorite things to do together? Walk. I love to walk through our neighborhood with our dogs. Um, I love it. That's our, my favorite thing. It's so peaceful and we can just talk and there's no TV. There's, it's just peaceful. Yeah. I love walking. It's your favorite thing. I'm a homebody and a half. <laughs> and I really like just like cuddling up on the couch and watching the, the office or Gilmore girls, one of those two typically, but that's my favorite. Your favorite thing. It really is. Mm-hmm. It really is like a hundred percent. That's my favorite. Thing. Like I love getting out and about, but like 90% of the time I would pick staying home and cuddling on the couch. That's adorable. I love that. As far as questions go, that is all we have. Um, but I wanted to say thank you so much, Angel and Jerry, for coming on and just allowing us to get to know your relationship a little more. It's really fun for me to get to know it because I know my parents love you so much. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're just great people. They have helped my parents so much just with so many different things and their hearts are full of gold. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Of course. course. We appreciate it. I'm honored that you asked us. (laughs) All right. Well, stay tuned for Flavor of the Week. Hey, y'all. It's time for Flavor of the Week. So to get us started, we're going to get started with our guests, Angel and Jared. So what are y'all's Flavor of the Weeks? My Flavor of the Week is Wait on You uh, from Elevation Worship. And my flavor of the week is not a song, but is a, a moment that I had this week. Is actually in this church. Morning. Yeah, it was this morning is in church. Um, Pastor Stephen was just like, pray and open your hands and just say, Lord, I give it to you. And I did that with a certain like topic of my heart. Is honestly just my my work life right now has really been like weighing on my heart. And I did it, and like I, I did it sincerely, and y'all, and I mean, like my, like the goosebumps, goosebumps, like it was just a Aww. true, like sense of just like peace and relief when I just gave it to the Lord, and like knowing that He like took it and He's gonna handle the situation, that was just awesome. Like it, it was awesome. He, he felt it too. Yeah, I totally felt it too. I did the same thing. If I would have thought of that, that would have been my flavor too, like a hundred percent. It was that was that was very cool. We love moments like that. Here is a sneak peek of Wait on You by Elevation and Maverick City. So Addison, what is your flavor of the week? 
Mine is also a song by Elevation Worship, and it is Lion. It's their new single from their new album, I believe. I will play a little bit of it. That is good. I have not heard it clearly yet because I'm literally jamming over here. <laughs> What's yours, Lily? Mine is a song um, by Crowder, actually, and it's called Glory, Glory, God is Able. So I'll play a little sneak peek for you. I'm singing hallelujah, God is able, hallelujah, God is faithful, hallelujah, Lord, I'm going to sing. It's super upbeat, so I love it. That's <laughs> well, awesome. Well, that is our flavor of the week. Thank you again, Angel and Jared, for coming yes, on. Yes, thank you. We hope you guys have a great weekend, a great day, and we will see you all later. Bye. 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 Bye.